Welcome to Red, White, and Boo, a podcast by the Military Mom Collective. I'm Taylor. I'm Nikki. And I'm Mara. And today we are also joined by one of our contributors, Julie. Um, and so welcome, Julie, to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you um, so much you, for having me. Yeah. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit of background information about yourself, like what's your branch, branch affiliation, how long have you been affiliated with the military, um, current duty station, and um, tell us about your kids, please. All right. Um, we're affiliated with the Army. My husband has been active duty for about 12 and a half years, and we've been married almost that entire time. Uh, we have three kids, aged almost 11, 6, and 4, and we are currently stationed in Vicenza, Italy. Uh, it's our second time here, so all together we're in our fifth year at this duty station, which is hard to believe, but also very wonderful most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Always so jealous of your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they are the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> well, very nice. And i um, glad we were able to make this happen with the time changes and everything. Um, so what brought you to the Military Mom Collective and how long have you been a contributor? Um, I enjoy telling stories. And so I've been doing that kind of on social media, some different kinds of um, blog type things, but I never really was much of a techie person. So I hadn't set up my own blog, but um, I'd also followed Military Mom Collective and some other friends brought it up as a great opportunity to share some of my stories. So I've been contributing, I think since March of this year. So about six months. Wonderful. Well, we are so happy and blessed to have you. Um, and today, since it's the holiday times, we are talking about food allergy friendly holidays um, and just holiday food in general. So hopefully it doesn't make all of our listeners super hungry. Um, maybe you're, you're grocery shopping and you add a couple more things to your cart today. Um, so do you mind kind of giving us maybe a little bit of an update about the food sensitivities that your your family has? Yes. So um, two of my kids have food allergies, anaphylaxis to peanuts, tree nuts, and some forms of eggs. Um, and then I also have celiac disease, which means a gluten-free lifestyle. And we were all, all those diagnoses kind of came around the same time about four years ago after I had my um, third baby. So we are about four years in <laughs> with the food allergies and sensitivities. It's, it's an adventure for sure. And then of course you're in Italy. So that makes it even more interesting. I'm sure with the gluten um, aspect. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, actually, gluten is the least of my worries here. Italy is actually known as one of the best countries to live in or travel oh. to um, oh. with celiac disease. They are actually really, really well informed, um, most of the food industry and restaurants. And so I honestly have very little problem. They are very careful about uh, cross contact and offer usually a lot of gluten free options. The kids with the tree nuts is a much bigger issue here because they do a lot with hazelnut and pistachio kind of in everything. So that is definitely the harder. We have we have to forego a lot of gelato 
for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. So how do you go about kind of planning a, a big meal like a Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner? Um, so for me, for Thanksgiving, we have kind of gotten into a routine over the past few years that I usually try to host and prepare most of the food. Um, Thanksgiving is not too terrible for the main dishes. Uh, there's not a lot of, there's a few substitutions for gluten, obviously stuffing. I'm going to use gluten-free bread or cornbread. Um, and But the desserts is where things come into play with the eggs and the nuts for my kids. So I do like to host and just know what we're eating and um, know that I can just offer everything to my kids and we don't have to be like, no, 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 you, you got to look at these sweets, but not eat them. Um, so we usually, I usually try to prepare most of the meal. And then if we're hosting other people and they want to bring something, I have them bring something simple, a fruit platter or one of the dishes that my kids don't like anyway, <laughs> um, like sweet potatoes or something. And um, that way we can really just enjoy it and not be worrying too much. Uh, with other holidays, if we are not preparing, well, I don't know if we'll talk about this later, but um, around the holidays, there's just so many social functions, especially in a military community. I mean, there's, there's going to be school parties, there's going to be unit potlucks, there's going to be just so many different scenarios. And so I've kind of started taking an approach, kind of a, well, I learned this from uh, the Lazy Genius, Kendra Dachi podcast, mm -hmm. um, kind of that decide once. It's easier for all of our sanity if I just go, you know what, when we go to parties, we're taking our own sweets for the kids. Um, what do you what do you want to bring? We're going to bring something that you get excited about because we know we're not going to eat the sweets there. It's just easier to not worry about it than to have to ask 100 questions and wonder, did this come from a safe kitchen or not? And so that's just kind of what we do right now. <laughs> and for myself, maybe I bring something. Maybe I just try to kind of not come very hungry and eat ahead of time. Um but we still want to go and enjoy the time, um, but just not worry about the food too much. Mm -hmm. um, we are a family that doesn't have allergies, but we have a lot of sensory sensitivities when it comes to food. So we also follow the same. We bring foods that they're willing to eat or that they enjoy. And sometimes it's things that they only get when we get to go to visit people because it's not about the food. It's about mm -hmm. the people. So, yeah, um, which was one of the really, which was one of your first points that I love that you said, remember that it's not, that food is not the main point. And I thought that was like, yeah, like so special and to make it more about the event and the shared experiences instead. Mm -hmm. Which can take a mindset shift. I mean, it kind of did for me just growing up. The holidays were all about, about baking and all the special things you make at the holidays. And so I really kind of grieved that when we had all of these diagnoses of food allergies because I always imagined doing the same things with my own kids. Um, but once I was able to kind of think through other ways we could make memories, um, it definitely helps. And then I, I am starting to think now that my youngest is four, 
and I'm not managing babies anymore, <laughs> that it might be possible to start trying some recipes and creating our own baking traditions. But I just did not have the capacity for that with babies and toddlers. And I felt like it would be more stress and disaster than fun, fun holiday memories. <laughs> so one of your other points was um, having uncomfortable conversations. And I'm assuming that's when you're not hosting. Um, I know for us, those are always not great conversations. Um, again, sensory sensitivity and food allergy are different, but have similar paths, if that makes sense. Because exactly. I have to have conversations with people like, hey, what are you serving so that I know if there's anything my my kids will eat um, because they will just not eat. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into, well, why aren't they eating the food? Does it not cook right. well? Like, well, they're not eating it because they're not comfortable to eat it. it for, right. for us, it's again, it's not a medical. Well, it is medical, but it's medical in a different way. <laughs> Um, no, that's so true. I think I think that that's why it does help to communicate ahead of time so that we're not having those really awkward conversations in the middle. And I get it because I'm somebody that loves to host and serve people and cook something good. And I want to make something that everyone can enjoy. And so it can feel a little bit hurtful for a host when they've really put their heart into something and they see somebody not enjoying it. But if you talk about it ahead of time and and either you can talk about whether they'll make something that will work for your family or just tell them you have that decide once, like, you know what, we just, for, for my kids' sake, we've just decided to bring our own food and it's no offense to you. And I'm sure that you are so careful or you're such a great cook, but this is just what we've already decided. And that way it's already behind you by the time you're there having the the party or the social interaction. I feel like broaching those conversations is the uncomfortable part, but once you're in that conversation, you really figure out like who is in your village and who's Mm -hmm. not like, who's like, okay, yeah, like I get it. Cool. We support you and your family. Or they bulk and they're like, no, how, how, what? They're like, okay. Well, and I'll be honest, even though I feel so uncomfortable starting those conversations and I'm somebody that hates conflict, but I have only ever received, I I mean, I've only ever received gracious responses. I've never really had um, a big problem, especially, and in this context, I'm thinking about with all of our military PCSing and moving and over and over meeting new people and having a new community. I've never received from anybody in that context, you know, any kind of offensive reaction. I think people really are gracious. They really do want to do what's best for your family. But if there's not a clear communication and they don't understand the reason, that's where some of that hurtfulness can come in. Absolutely. Julie, I'm like you. I love to host. It's like fills my cup literally to the brim and overflows. Um, But I think a good point to point out here, if like our family is not affected, knock on wood, praise be, by sensory (laughs) needs or um, any food allergies at the moment. And um, we're just picky (laughs) at our house. Um, So maybe I do just need to bring the Kraft mac and cheese instead of the homemade mac and cheese. But as a host, and if that's somebody that, you know, this conversation may not be like 
resonating with you as far as the sensory needs or the food allergy needs. If you're coming to this conversation as a host, maybe you start that conversation. Hey, is there any accommodations I can make on your family's behalf? Whether that mm-hmm. is sensory, food allergy, whether that's a spot in your home where they'd feel safer eating. Like maybe they don't eat with the whole group, you know, something like right. that. I just think that's a good point to bring up as someone on the outside of this conversation. Mm-hmm. It, might, it might make you feel more comfortable to come. If I was like, Hey, Julie, how can I accommodate your family? Hey, Nikki, what can we do? So, right. And to not take it personally, if we just say, don't worry about accommodating us, we'll <laughs> bring our own food. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because sometimes depending on, you know, the level with sometimes with anaphylactic allergies, it's just feels like, I don't really know. Um, or even some people with celiac, I mean, we don't want any cross contact. And so even things as little as like, if you're using an ingredient like mayonnaise in a recipe, well, I don't know if you have used a knife touching toast or bread back in the mayonnaise. Now there's gluten in your mayonnaise. Right. So I don't really. And so sometimes it's just easier to just say, I'm just, I'm just going to handle my own food and it's no offense, but this is what I've decided to do to lower my anxiety level or whatever it may be. And so as a host, just really don't, don't take it personally. It's not that someone doesn't trust you, but there's just so many different things at play for different needs that a lot of times it's just easier to not have to worry about it. But the thought is nice, I have to admit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The fact that you are bringing it up and even it's been in your mind that, okay, this family needs something different than what I'm used to, rather Mm -hmm. than just hoping for the best when they show up. For sure. Very appreciated. So you also mentioned in your article that uh, know that it gets easier. And I'm assuming that has it's having to do with as your kids get older. Has it gotten easier as your kids have gotten older? And I know you it really has in a lot of ways, just their awareness. Um, and I would say of probably around age four is where that really has started to come into play, where my son is going to he knows to ask me before he eats something like he's not going to just eat a piece of candy that somebody hands him. Uh, So he understands that enough. And he also understands this is a food that could make me sick or hurt me. It's not just mom being mean and saying no. (laughs) And um, but, you know, there's just a certain developmental level when they're little. They just do not. They cannot understand that. Um, and so I did talk about also in the blog post that when he was a small toddler, we just at one point made a choice to just get a babysitter for him. So the rest of the family could enjoy a party um, because I just didn't feel like we could do that with a large group of people. We didn't know them all well. And, you know, he was too young to know like, oh, look, there's a cookie here. I want it. Somebody's giving it to me. People have good intentions. Um, And I just didn't want to have to worry about that. But I wanted my other kids to be able to have that fun memory, especially because we were not going home for Christmas that year. And so the neighborhood Christmas party, that's a big that's a big deal. Um, So it it definitely is starting to get easier in a lot of ways. And so 
I hope that people with little tiny kids will just know <laughs> that the more they grow and learn and know, um, it gets a little bit easier. But there's still just always a level of extra stress that is there. <laughs> it doesn't ever entirely go away. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that too. And sometimes, even though I'm a glass half full kind of person that I want to look at me like, well, at least my kids are healthy and we don't have this or that or this. Sometimes you do just have to go, this stinks and it's not fair mm -hmm. that my kids have to deal with this um, and just kind of get those, those feelings out a little bit so that then I can not really do that in front of them so much. You know, I don't, I don't want that to come out that frustration um, so much for them. And I don't want my anxiety to come out because I don't want them to grow up anxious about eating. I want yeah. them to feel confident in their ability to make choices and decisions that are safe, but to not live with constant anxiety over that. So having a safe person to talk to when you're feeling that frustration or anxiety and kind of just acknowledge that those feelings are real and it, it doesn't feel fair a lot of the time, but it is going to be okay. Yeah. So I know that you, like you said, are, currently living uh, in Italy. Another one of the articles that you've written for us is tips for tackling travel with food allergies. And uh, my family, at the moment that I know of it, we do not have food allergies, um, but I loved learning about the allergy cards that you um, have mm -hmm. made and travel with. Um, can you talk a little bit about that just in case some of our listeners haven't heard of that resource? Yeah, um, I think we use the website equal eats, but there's a lot mm -hmm. of, if you Google allergy cards, there's probably a lot of different options and able to just kind of put in online and they have professionals that will translate. So you're not really just relying on Google translate if you're yeah. using an unfamiliar language. <laughs> um, and that does help um, just to be able to show a server, they can take it back to the kitchen mm -hmm. and really make sure they're clear on what the, the foods are that you're allergic to and also kind of what that means. Like it's not just a preference, but right. this really can't touch, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and like I said, in Italy, they understand that in the States, maybe it's, I think in some cities it's better, but sometimes with gluten in the States, you'll get kind of like, Oh, you didn't, you couldn't have gluten whoops. And they'll just kind of take the croutons off the salad and expect you to still eat yeah. it kind of thing. Um, whereas here they like, we have a pizzeria in our town and they prepare the gluten-free pizza in a separate area, wow. you know, it's just so mm -hmm. nothing is going to come in contact with flour, regular yeah. flour or gluten. Um, and that's pretty standard here. So, um, we haven't gone to too many other countries yet outside of Italy, um, mm -hmm. but a little bit, but we can, we are able to get those allergy cards. You know, you can do it digitally within 24 hours, um, nice. get the translated card and just put in what your allergies are and have a card that you can show on your phone or print out, um, which is really convenient. Yeah. I know when we were stationed in Japan, uh, they give you a little card that says in Japanese, it's, I am lost. Please re <laughs> tell me how to read <laughs> How to get back oh. to Yokosuka, Japan. <laughs> How to get back to the base. 
Yeah. Well, we are really lucky to be (laughs) in this. It's, it's helpful in this day and age, you know, to have that Google translate though. (laughs) But Sometimes Google translate the things that it translates. I don't think that's what that means. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Julie. Do you have any other um, tips for our listeners or things you want to share? Um, I was just going to mention, uh, another, um, older post that's on Military Mom Collective. I think we might have linked, but, um, by, sorry, uh, how to make the holidays food allergy friendly by Jennifer Dodrell. And, um, she really goes into a lot of really practical elements that I didn't go into. So it's a good um, sort of companion article. Mm -hmm. Um, Some really helpful practical things about how to prepare, you know, turkey, allergy friendly, etc. So there's a lot of great resources that if you are hosting or if you are dealing with food allergies in your family for the first time, um, that that's really helpful to, to use. Um, and just also, I, one of the reasons that it's hard for me to bring up, like I said to some people is I don't like making this a part of our whole identity. Like I, when we started having celiac and food allergies, I was like, Oh, but do we really have to talk about this to everybody? Like I would just rather not, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's amazing how many people I have met that have a child with food allergies. Um, and so there really is a, a good community out there. And there are people that you will meet that have more experience. They've been doing it longer. And it's really encouraging, really helpful um, just to find those people. So I've learned to not shy away as much. I mean, I'm on here talking about this, <laughs> even though it's still not my favorite thing to bring up when I meet somebody, but you know, it's usually going to come up if we get to know each other. Um, and I just have only met, like I said, really gracious um, responses from people and people that have gone out of their way to make us something. Um, We had a a neighbor recently, just she wanted to make us a cake and she was sending me, you know, screen uh, pictures of ingredients and saying, is this okay? And is that okay? And, you know, it really means a lot. And um, it's amazing just how many people will do that um, and just help look out for your kids. And so um, I really appreciated those friends because it's just little things when you're on the playground, you got to make sure your two-year-old's not sharing peanut butter crackers with a friend or, um, you know, finding a candy wrapper from Reese's or something. Um, And so having other people around you that support you and understand and care, uh, it's really made a big difference, especially when being so far from family. Um, So just don't be afraid to, to reach out and to find your your support system. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for joining us today. And uh, to our listeners, we'll have everything linked in our show notes, including the articles that we reference. And I uh, hope to have you back on the podcast again soon, Julie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. Bye. 
Military Mom Collective is proud to partner with Oathouse. Oathouse is a woman-owned company that makes school-safe, nut-free, soy-free, dairy-free, kosher, vegan, and gluten-free oat-based spreads. Think the texture of a nut butter with the warm cinnamon, vanilla, pumpkin, or chocolate granola taste you love. Perfect for school lunches, snacks, or as a sweet topping. Visit oathouse.com, that's O-A-T dot and use code MILITARYMOMCOLLECTIVE at checkout for 10% off. We'll also have the link in our show notes. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to join us next week and to follow us on Instagram to continue the conversation. If you like what you've heard, kindly leave us a review and share with a friend.